Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Laura Gross. Laura, you are the founder and president of Scott Circle Communications. You're based in D.C. You're found on the web at scottcircle.com. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. For sure. Okay, yeah, please tell us what, uh, uh, again, what Scott Circle Communications does. You're in D.C., so I'm very curious, like how invo- like who you work with, what kind of clients you work with, what kind of work you do. This, this is my PR geekery brain going right now because I've I've had one political client and I, <laughs> I don't want to say who because after our work, uh, it turned into a real storm. <laughs> we just Sorry had one, to hear that. We just had one task and we got in, did the job and it was amazing. Uh, maybe I'll tell, I'll tell the story a little bit later, but Laura, tell me what you do. Sure. We're a public relations firm based in Washington, D.C., working with all mission-driven clients to raise their profile on issues that matter. So we're working with nonprofits, associations, advocacy organizations, corporate social responsibility programs, Mm -hmm. and just helping to advocate for those issues, whether it's getting them press coverage, raising the profile through thought leadership of their um, of executives or spokespeople, um, and And everything in between from we're doing digital media, media relations, content creation, uh, just everything that's public facing for these organizations. Well, so that's really interesting. And of course, you know, we have to point out that you're in D.C. So that D.C. is a very interesting town. Um, It it tends to be very transient and. you know, obviously there are a lot of VIPs that, you know, that you're, hopefully I think many of your clients are like, look, what I really want to do is kind of create some buzz here to kind of help our cause from those who, you know, uh, have the pen, so to speak. So you're absolutely right. We are in Washington, D.C. It's a specialty of ours, although we have clients all over the country. We've even had some international clients. But D.C. is a different place. The press corps here is different. How you get in front of decision makers is different. I remember being on a phone call once. It was a coalition of different PR people. um, And we were there was a case being argued in front of the Supreme Court that they wanted to influence a Supreme Court justice. Literally, we had a conversation of where does this Supreme Court justice live? What do you think they read? You know, it's not like we were going to go through their garbage. We weren't going to do that, but we were really saying, you know, where do they get their coffee? Are they at the Starbucks up the street? We were really thinking through every little strategy of what might influence if they see an op-ed or if they see someone quoted or things like that. It's really different here. The press corps operates different here. The White House press corps versus the Capitol Hill press corps. So it's it's just, it's a real specialty. 
That's fascinating. You know what goes on in DC. What an interesting conversation too, when we think of, you know, application for all businesses, you know, whether it's you're looking to, you know, influence someone uh, or a segment of the population is getting to that level of granularity about what they do in their life, where they hang out with, what groups, are, you know, are they a part of online, you know, what, um, where do they get their coffee? <laughs> All of those things are are really big consider, considerations. Uh, you know, of course, in marketing, we you know we develop this customer persona and this mm-hmm. avatar, and we we really start filling it in with everything we want to think about. And the same thing happens in PR. It absolutely does. You know, our clients, we help them with everything. We're working on a thought leadership for an executive of a healthcare advocacy organization at the moment. And we're helping him with every, and there's policy moving on the hill that this organization's involved with, but we're helping him not only get media coverage, create content that we, uh, whether we pitch it for an op-ed or post on their blog or medium, just to gain traction and to gain interest. Um, We are also finding speaking engagements with um, think tanks or other advocacy groups or coalition groups. You want to get in front of the decision makers, whether it's um, someone who works at a government agency or a Capitol Hill staffer. So you really have to think, are they what? What are they reading? Are they reading the political newsletters in the morning? Are they reading trade press? And who are they following on social media as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, I love to ask this question of folks that that work in public relations communications. But um, what has what have you seen change over the past few years? So, in other words, maybe there was old PR advice that was given, you know, like five, ten years ago. And you're like, oh yeah, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> what what well, has changed for you, or or, uh, or, or 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 you know, not not necessarily for you, but but for the clients that you advocate for? Um, I, I suspect that there's oftentimes um, they come in wanting one thing, and um, the question you ask is, well, why? And then you start digging, and you find out what they really, really want. And you're like. Could I suggest? Yeah. Excuse, I'm sorry. I interrupted you, Josh. That no, happens. I interrupted you. That's sorry. That's my fault. <laughs> Josh, it happens all the time is once you start to get to know a client and what their end goal really is, there's a different way to get there. So I would say what's changed, and this is going to be true for anybody, is everything's digital these days. It's more video. It's more what you're seeing online. It's more shorter, very short, everything in a tweet soundbite that you can get out. Um, we have clients that love long policy uh, papers. That's just not going to fly. People don't have time for that anymore. I would like to mention one thing. Everybody says media is changing, and it is. Absolutely. There's not as much local media anymore, but I think there's so much more media. Media still um, is very influential, whether because once there's a media story, it goes viral. So I think it's very important. I mean, look at someone like Nora O'Donnell, who brought the CBS Evening News to Washington. I mean, evening news was always in New York, and it's mm. important that the focus is on D.C. a lot now as well. And there's a lot more focus on policy issues and what's going on in D.C., which is great for business for people like me. 
Yeah. So Laura, tell me more about some of the clients that you've been able to attract and work with. And 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 now I want to kind of move the conversation to now you as a business owner, specifically a woman-owned business um, in, in a space that I think is pretty diverse. Although my impression um, in the PR industry is that I see a lot of practitioners, um, very female heavy, um, but a lot of times I see like that very top position skews still a little male. I don't Am I right? disagree with that. I think you're right. And I'm just going from some statistics off the top of my head. I'm part of a great network of other PR firm owners through our trade association. There are a lot of women owners, but there's a lot of men and there's a lot of men at the top level. I do think it's changing over the years. And I love being a certified woman-owned business. We are considered a minority-owned business. Um, and I just, I am a, I, I of a great network of other women business owners. We're always helping each other out. So um, I am just really proud of that. I forgot what the original question was, Josh. You'll have well, to, we no, were talking it, about, I, I guess I'm such a high horse talking about being a woman-owned business owner. Yeah, so you, you got into this. Now, Scott Circle has been around for for getting on 16 years. So that's really some longevity um, to how did how did Scott Circle come to be? And where did the name come from, by the way? So I used to live, my address used to be one Scott Circle Northwest. So <laughs> I, um, and years ago when I was still working in politics, a friend of mine said, what's your end game? What do you want to do eventually? And I said, I don't know, maybe I'll be a consultant one day. She said, oh, you should call it Scott Circle Communications. I went home that night, went to GoDaddy, bought scottcircle.com and thought it doesn't hurt just to have a domain name. Years later, I became a consultant, but by accident, I got laid off from a job. Now, this organization happened to be my first client. It all worked out. And I just started taking projects here and there while I interviewed for jobs, thinking, I don't know, can I make a living out of this? I'm not really sure. And then, you know, I had done so many fun things in my life that all these jobs just seemed okay. And when I started talking to other PR firms, I was going to have to bring in business for them. So I thought, well, why am I bringing in business for somebody else? I'm going to do it for myself and just keep consulting. Since then, um, I moved out of my apartment at One Scott Circle Northwest. <laughs> uh, my business has grown. My family's grown. So we moved into a house still in Northwest D.C. But um, we, um, I sort of grew by accident, little by little here and there. I had twins. That sort of, I still worked my tail off, but it's still, you know, you can't focus a lot on everything. And by the time they were about five, I really focused on growing the business and really expanding and hiring the right team and finding the right people and becoming more focused. I was a PR person to everybody and I didn't say no to a client because I was scared to turn away business. I had a nail salon, I had a clothing boutique, tech startups, authors, you name it. But everybody says, if you follow your passion, the work will come. It's very scary to go after nonprofits because you know they're not big corporate money, but I did it and our business has grown year after year because I followed my passion yeah. and I can hire a team of people that know what our mission is and they're passionate about the work we do as well. I'm a huge, huge fan of that, Laura. Um, you know, in that, um, you know, if you're just a general practitioner of PR, you're a generalist, I think that's a fast road to being commoditized and, and ultimately a race to the bottom because, you know, the kind of clients that you're dealing with is, 
you know, just like, all right, we just need a PR firm and we got five bids out. Give me a bid, you know, and then it's just like, I don't know, it's not, not real fun. So I, I love the fact that you are known for being, you know, one of the best in the world at that very specific thing. Um, because, well, quite honestly, you, you, number one, you get much better at that one specific thing. The more you do it, that's number one, you build more success stories, you know, to support, you know, being, you know, being that, uh, persona yourself. Uh, but yeah, you just, ultimately you can command much bigger or, or fair fees for that, uh, very, um, you know, expert qualify those very expert qualifications. Exactly. We have the case studies and the um, and the successes to really prove that we're experts in our field and what we do. And there's not a lot of us that focus specifically on mission driven public relations work. Yeah. There's some people that might have a division or a practice, but this is wholeheartedly what our team of 15 people do. I love it. Give me give me a couple of examples of maybe folks that you've worked with and, you know, what was the goal and what was the outcome? Sure. There's been several different things that are just great. One of our clients was the National League of Cities. We're so proud of this. Um, we got word from one of their policy experts that uh, uh an administration was going to be canceling over a half billion dollars in funding for homeless veterans. Ooh. They came to um they came to the communications office and in turn our liaison, our the the marketing person came to us and said, what can we do with this? Our strategy was to leak this story to someone at the Washington Post. The Washington Post wrote the story. And then, lo and behold, the funding wasn't taken away. We we helped save over a half billion dollars in funding to help homeless veterans. Look, was it all us? No, but we had the strategy behind it and the press behind it and what we did with digital behind it. And it really made a difference. I'm so proud of that story. Something else we worked on was the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington. So it was such a wonderful event. Literally every member of the media from around the world was there. We managed the logistics. We managed the messaging. We had three presidents there, two thirds of Congress, I believe, was there. Oprah Winfrey, Jamie Foxx. It was just so much fun and so meaningful that our firm was able to do this. So there's things like that that really stand out um, when I think about our work. We've done some other things through about um, women's equality, which as a woman business owner, I'm also very happy about as well, changing policies which with major sporting um, organizations. I'll leave it at that um, to really add <laughs> Advocate and look out for women when it comes to domestic abuse. Mm. So, um, you know, in public relations, uh, there, there are some things that are measurable, and then there are other things that are a little bit more esoteric, right? We can, we can make conjecture based on things, but it's really interesting when we're talking about influence. And I think a lot of times, you know, folks that are new to PR or, you know, looking to make an investment, they're like, okay, so we're going to do this work. And what we need are um, 50 leads. And then we'll know that it was a successful, you know, venture. Um, and that's um, when you have someone that comes in like, well, we want 50 new high level customers. And so- Go go get them. <laughs> That's 
really challenging. It doesn't just work like that. You know, we're not marketing. As I like to say, marketing is what you say about yourself. Public relations is what others say about you. So that's my differentiator there. And it's really, it's it's, ROI is challenging in our organization. We have all types of seminars about metrics and how to prove your worth and all of this stuff. What we ultimately do is look, you can... We can't ever prove that, you know, because someone read an article in, you know, the Hill newspaper that then in turn that member of Congress voted in favor of that legislation. You have to hope for the best. You have to build momentum. You have to keep building buzz. Um, and just it's a real holistic approach with other communication strategies. Sometimes op-eds make a huge difference and the right people are seeing it. You just never know. Maybe the uh, tweet that you're writing is going to be seen by a journalist, which has happened, that will cover the story and then interview someone. And then it becomes a question at the White House press briefing. You just never know. So it's just always working towards that end goal. And it's what you said about clients really figuring out what their end goal is and who do they want to reach. So Laura, let's uh, let's kind of uh, make an announcement or, or kind of speak to folks listening on this podcast right now who might be a really good fit for you. Um, what kind of work would they be doing or what kind of goals would they have? And then uh, wh- where should they go and how do they connect with you uh, on your website um, so that they can kind of take that next step in the relationship? And again, your website is scottcircle.com. Who are we looking for? Great. Thank you so much. We are looking at people that are making a difference in their community. What are they doing to help people that need help? What are they doing to help their neighbor? What are they doing to help the homeless shelter nearby? What are they advocating for in Washington? Is there a certain policy issue that they want to raise the profile on? Who is their leader and what is their thought leadership? Uh, And we can help with this. What are they advocating for as a leader of an organization. You know, we were just talking about that there's 62% of consumers like an organization or like to buy from a company that is takes a stand on an issue. So how can we help you get that message out of what your company is doing? And it doesn't need to be controversial. It can be helping the environment. It can be helping the arts. It can be helping someone in your community or a company in your community or a company in your communicating, advocating for an issue. It's just everybody um, over 80% of millennials think that a company that makes it want to work for a company that makes a difference rather than get a job promotion. Um, So it's things like that, that we can help you with and get that message out. So any company that's doing it, any nonprofit advocacy organization or anything Washington based as well. That's wonderful. All right. So your website, Laura, is Scott circle.com very easy by the way uh, an easy domain name to remember scottcircle.com laura when they go there um what would you have them click on um or, or right. like what, what would be that great next step there's several things and one thing i want to bring up as well if you're in the washington area and happen to be listening we offer free training for nonprofits called the purpose program 
get it program PR. We are, um, we offer a six month training to, we select nonprofits um, in the DC area to go through a whole training on how to create a communications plan for your nonprofit. So we're also practicing what we preach. So if you're in the DC area and you want to apply for the purpose program, there's that. I would also look at our case studies. If you look at our clients on our website, so you can get a taste of the work we do and see if it's similar to the work that you're looking to accomplish. So I would visit that as well, but feel free. We've won a lot of awards that I'm very proud of as well, as well as our services that we offer. I love it. All right, Laura Gross, again, founder and president of Scott Circle Communications, found on the web at scottcircle.com. Laura, thank you for joining us. Josh, thank you so much for having me in this opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.